And then we say, Lord, what the heck? Why am I not seeing this happen? Are you listening to me at all? Don't you care about me? Don't you care about reaching people as much as I do? And yeah, if you take a step back and you say that statement again, you realize just how dumb you sound. I've realized how dumb I sound when I say things like that. A man's heart plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Welcome back to the I Have Written podcast. This is Daniel talking to you once again, as always. And I'm hoping to bring a good word to you today about reprioritizing, letting go of those things which we think are important and laying them down at the feet of the Father, surrendering them. We've talked about surrender so much on this podcast already, but I want to take a a step further and talking about surrendering visions and plans that God has already given you and actually surrendering them back to him. You may be thinking, well, Daniel, what in the world does that look like? I mean, it's a vision from him, right? It shouldn't be a matter of laying it down at his feet because he gave it to me. So, I shouldn't have to give it back to him, right? Well, I think you'd be surprised, actually, that um, we can get obsessed with the things that God has shown us. We can become obsessive over them and feel like no one else has a right into them. And sometimes we can take it a bit too far and even go, well, even God doesn't have a right into this vision that he's given me. Which, of course, is a perversion of the truth. And for me, I've been very, very susceptible to this because I am a very goal-driven person. I love having goals to push towards. It keeps me motivated. It gives me something solid and tangible to work towards. And I like seeing the results of my work. So when I have a goal that's actually set and is attainable, It's not only set, but it is attainable. It is realistic. Then, man, I just get so excited because, man, I am one day soon going to see the results of my hard work. And it just does something for me. I'm not sure that it does the same thing for you guys, but goal setting is very, very important to me. However, that being said, God seems to put me in a situation quite often where I have a general overall goal, an overarching mission, but not necessarily a tangible goal that's able to be finished, like where you actually reach the finish line and say, hey, I did it, I'm done. It doesn't seem to work that way in my life so far. Now, maybe for some of you guys it has, but for me, it's hard to lay down these goals and I mentioned earlier how even goals that, well, goals, dreams, visions that God has given me, it's hard for me to let go of these things. And that's selfish. And that's wrong of me to do so. But we all need something to move forward and move something 
or something that we need to move towards, as we've mentioned before. It is natural. It is right. It is healthy. It's good for you as a man to have goals for yourself. I would much rather that you have goals than being a couch potato and not planning to do anything with your life. And this is an epidemic right now that's going on that we have this whole generation of guys who don't want to do anything with their life. And that's pretty, pretty painful actually to see. I see these guys and these boys even who would just say, well, I don't want to do anything with my life. I want to play video games for a living. And while a few people might be lucky enough to be able to do that, it's not going to happen. Chances are it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen to you. What do you have to offer the market that nobody else does, right? And on and on I could go. So I would much rather that you guys have goals because that's good. It gives you something to fight for. It gives you a reason to grow. And that's good because we need to be constantly growing rather than being stagnant. However, when those goals become idols, that's when it becomes dangerous. And as I mentioned already, I'm, I'm very susceptible to this. Even recently, like in the past few weeks, this is something that I've had to lay down yet again in my life. And I've already been over this several times in my life. And you think I would learn, right? You would think I would learn that, you know what? God, I'm going to focus on you and expanding your kingdom rather than focusing on how I think this should be manifested in the world rather than how I think this should look in my life, rather than what feels good to me, right? Even though it's a good Christian godly goal, whatever it is, and I can still grow unhappy and discontent with it because I haven't learned to let Jesus completely take the reins of it all and take the reins of my life and say, you know what, whatever you want this to look like, Lord, I'm okay with that. And not just lip service, mean it, right? Whatever you want this look to look like, Lord, I'm okay with that. I want that. I want your way instead of my way. And for me in particular, I know that God has given myself and my wife a, a vision for the future and what we're going to be doing. But we've had to lay it down because it's a solid vision. It's an awesome, beautiful vision that we are so excited about. But for a season there, we got impatient. And as a result of impatience, we didn't see the that manifested right away. And then that's hope deferred, right? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And then we felt dejected. We felt like God let us down, like God wasn't speaking to us. Lord, where are you? You told us you had these big things in, in mind for us. Why aren't doors opening up? Why aren't things happening? Why aren't things in motion already, right? And granted, he just gave us this vision a very short time ago. But we already expected it to come to fruition that soon, right? And God can do that because he is certainly a miracle worker and he can do crazy, awesome, and mighty things. But to be honest here, I don't think we're at the place where we're at the maturity level to handle that. I certainly am not. Maybe she is. And maybe I'm the one who's being the problem here and holding her back. 
But in any case, I'm not ready to take on the sort of mantle that I'm seeing in this vision from the Holy Spirit. And you know what? That's okay. I want to be there. I want to be at that place. But in doing so, I have to recognize that it's God working through me. It's funny, there's actually this Bible verse that our church is focusing on right now through various Bible studies. And it's First Thessalonians 5, verse 24, that says, Faithful is he who calls you, and he also will do it. So God is faithful in and of himself. That is his nature. It's in his nature to be faithful. It's in his nature to be consistent. It's in his nature to follow up on his promises and his word. And that's never going to change. But then it follows it up saying, and he also will do it. Yet another reminder that it's not up to me to make the things of God happen. It's not up to me to guarantee the expansion of the kingdom of God. Yes, I have a part to play, and I need to be obedient when he does tell me to do things. But his will, his bill. His plan, he's got to move it forward. Once again, yes, with my cooperation. But it only works if it's him telling me to do things, and I'm cooperating with him, not me shooting off harebrained ideas, saying, okay, God, why don't you cooperate with this? This is my plan. You need to work with it. It doesn't work that way now, does it? But so often we get in this rut where we feel like, yes, it should work that way because it's a good idea, right? Like my motives are pure. I want to reach people. I want to help people. I want to do whatever it is, right? As long as the motives are pure. And that's when it gets most dangerous because we can get in this trap that because it's not bad, it must be of God. And then we get mad we get upset, we get impatient that things aren't happening in our timeline. And then we say, Lord, what the heck? Why am I not seeing this happen? Are you listening to me at all? Don't you care about me? Don't you care about reaching people as much as I do? And yeah, if you take a step back and you say that statement again, you realize just how dumb you sound. I've realized how dumb I sound when I say things like that. So we've had to lay these things down. And... While I am someone who craves change quite a bit, I'm also someone who at the same time doesn't handle change very well initially. It's a bit of a dichotomy, I understand. Believe me, I understand. I crave change, but I don't handle it well initially. But then as time goes by, I adjust to it, and then things are okie-dokie, hunky-dory. Things are good. But where I where I stumble here with my priorities is saying, okay, I know that God told me to do this, but right now it's new, it's scary, it's frustrating, I hate it. It must not be of God. I must have heard him wrong, right? I must have heard him wrong because if it was of God, I would love it instantly. Not necessarily. While I am absolutely emphatically of the belief that God will call you to do something that you will love, Maybe not initially, but once your heart is lined up with with his heart, then you will love it. I've had to experience this very, 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 very recently where I'm at a place where I'm thinking, you know what? I hate this. I hate getting up and going to do this every day. Why do I have to do it? But now that my heart is more aligned with him, it's getting better. It's getting easier. 
I'm starting to see the fruits of my labors now that I've surrendered and said, you know what, God, whatever you want, I don't care. Whatever you want, whatever you say goes, and I'm going to step out and get out of the way and let you do your thing. And that's when the results start happening. And the same has to go with our dreams and visions, guys. We have to reprioritize. What do you want me to do today, Lord? All right. How about tomorrow? All right. How about next year? All right. How about five years from now? And so on and so forth, right? What is your plan for my life? And be honest with him here. Are there any plans and dreams and visions in my life that I need to let go of that are, or that I'm just wrong about that just don't need to exist? Or maybe now is not the time for them. Maybe it's later. Maybe the answer isn't no, but maybe it's later. But it says, man, man plans his course, but the Lord directs his steps. You can plan it all you want, but when you surrender it to it, the Lord will take you where you need to go. And it all comes because of surrendering our hearts and minds to his will, letting his priorities become our priorities. Go to Romans chapter 12, verse 2 where it says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. And in the verse before that, verse 1, talks about presenting yourself as a living sacrifice. Right? Now, a sacrifice is something that gives up itself for the benefit of someone or something else. Right? The problem with sacrifices is that if they're not dead, they keep crawling off the altar and you have to catch them again and put them on before you can kill the sacrifice. And then you have to repeat the process over and over and over again. So dying to ourselves, surrendering and killing what we think is important to us, surrendering our passions, our hopes, our dreams, our visions, they literally have to die and say, you know what? I've killed it, Lord. Here it is. I'm giving it to you. I'm trading it for whatever you want. Let me hold that in my hands. And you just tell me whatever you want me to do with it, and I'll do it. That's what he's asking of us. And people of all ages, people of all stages of their faith walk and their and their journey with, with Christ still struggle with this. I see seasoned ministers, and I certainly can't call myself that yet. But I see seasoned ones who think, you know what? I was hoping this would go here, but God had other plans. And it's not that God disappointed them, but what happened was that they got too infatuated with their own ideas and schemes and plans. And when those didn't come about, then disappointment set in. But the plan wasn't from Christ in the first place. And so I see even seasoned ministers falling into this trap. Well, I, I hoped it would go this way, but... God said I had to do something else. And we, and the way we say it and the way we paint it is like God's trying to mess up our fun. He's trying to mess up our plans and always make us turn down a different path than we, than we want to, right? Where in, in reality, in the spiritual realm, the truth is God never told us to do those things in the, first, in the first place. He did tell us to do something different in the first place, but we ignored him. And now we're paying the price for it in our hearts. And yes, the pain of disappointment is a real pain. It does smart, but 
this just emphasizes all the more why we need to stress our ability to hear the Holy Spirit, hear what he's saying to us when he's saying it to us so we don't set ourselves up for these hurts and these pains. And yet people do it time and time again. I have done it time and time again and I expect, I hope I'm wrong, but I expect that I will be doing it a few more times in my life at least. Because I just, I haven't gotten my my spiritual ears to the place where I know that I know that I know I heard God right the first time. And so there are growing pains that come with that inability, right? But there's no shame in that. I'm not ashamed about it. God isn't mad at me. He's not mad at you. He's not disappointed in me. He's not disappointed in you. The word says we are the righteousness of Christ. And it also says that we are seated with Christ at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places, right? So we are still one of his children He's willing to work with us and raise us as his own. And he's certainly very, very patient with us. But because he's our father, he has the right to tell us what to do. And we need to lay down these things and reprioritize, right? Reprioritize. Are these priorities that I have of God, right? Am I fully devoting myself to the word? Or am I letting other things take the place of my time with God? Video games, music, working out, watching movies, board games, work, ministry, right? Yes, ministry can get in the way of your time with God. Ministry can become a, a mistress. And while ministry is in and of itself a good thing, there are many, many, many ministers out there who get so busy with the minutia and busy work of day-to-day ministry that they forget that the only way they're going to get through it is through the strength of their personal relationship with God. Worship music can get in the way of spending time with God, right? It can be a distraction. So what things do we have to reprioritize? What things do we have to put aside? I'm not saying you have to get rid of all these things necessarily, Some things you might have to do, right? If like, you know, drugs, alcohol, pornography, if any of these things are getting in the way of your relationship with God, I emphatically implore you, get rid of them entirely, all right? Those have no place in your life, period. And they certainly will get in the way between you and your relationship with God. Go to Philippians chapter 2, and let's start on verse 3. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men. So even Christ who is part of the triune Godhead, part of the Trinity. When he had his earthly ministry, he laid down his priorities and said, I only do what I see the Father do. I only do what the Father tells me to do. I only say what the Father tells me to say. And so should we. I keep going back to this verse over and over and over again, but he tells us um, when he's ascending into heaven once again after his resurrection, He says, go do everything that I did. 
and more. So we should be even more reliant on the Holy Spirit of God than he was. And I'm not trying to say that we should be better than God. I'm saying that he wouldn't tell us to do it if it wasn't possible. So reprioritize, guys. I know laying down dreams and visions is is hard, right? It, it hurts. And I've had to do that too. But my wife and I, we came together and we said, you know what, Lord? We feel like this is from you. But we're willing to be happy in the in-between. We don't think the way things are going that we're going to see that dream realized that soon. And that's okay. Because that just means you're growing something in us that needs to be there before we can see that come to fruition. There's something in us that needs to change. And that also means that when we are there, we'll actually appreciate it and enjoy it for what it is. Because right now, if it was all given to us right now, we wouldn't appreciate it fully. Because we wouldn't, it wouldn't have been something that we had to work towards. It wouldn't be a dream to continually hope for. And as hope grows in your heart, and grows and grows and grows, the more hope you have in your heart, the more satisfaction you get when you actually obtain what you're hoping for. Just a little bit of time, just a little bit of hope generated, only a little bit of satisfaction, right? So be patient in the in-between, guys. Reprioritize. Don't look at the whatever your dream or vision is as the end goal. Look at it as something else to further the kingdom of God. Because the end goal, your first priority, should be understanding God and his kingdom. And your second priority should be doing what you can do with your gifts and callings to spread that kingdom. So I'm going to cut it a little bit short tonight, guys. I have a baby waiting at home that I need to get home to and do my part as a husband and father to take care of him. But it's good. It's fun. I love every minute of it. All right, guys. Reprioritize. You can do it. Lay down all your visions and dreams at the foot of the Father. Ask him which ones you can keep and which ones you need to lay aside and throw away entirely and which ones just need to be put on the back burner and might be need to be brought up later. All right, I love you guys. I'm praying for you. Remember, you are blessed and highly favored and growing in wisdom and stature with both God and men. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting me. Remember, share this with your friends. Think on these things and meditate on them. Don't just passively listen and think, oh, that's cool. Go out and act on it because that's certainly what I'm going to be doing as well. I'm doing it right with you guys. All right, my dudes, you're awesome. And I'll see you in the next episode.